Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Welcome to Sankirtan On. My name is Mandala Ramdas from Ottawa, Canada. And today we'll be talking to Anutama Das. He's also from Canada. He first came in to Krishna consciousness in British Columbia, Kelowna. And after reading some of Srila Prabhupada's books, specifically the Bhagavatam, he got inspired to take up the practice of Sankirtan and the process of chanting Hare Krishna and imbibing it in his life. So now he, he he's actively serving in different bhakti outreach programs in Calgary and across Canada where he's preaching to Westerners, presenting Krishna consciousness at interfaith conferences and to university students as well as distributing Bhagavad Gita to different institutions, so on and so forth. And Anutama Prabhu, he's also a graduate of ISKCON Zonal Supervisor Leadership course and serves as a Zonal Duty Officer for book distribution here in Canada. Now he's currently residing in the GTA. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's the Greater Toronto Area. And he has a background of an engineer. So solving problems in the Sankirtan movement is much needed. Uh, trying to find ways to overcome the hurdles. So we welcome you, Anutama Prabhu. Thank you so much for joining us on Sankirtanan. Hare Krishna, thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you come out for the podcast. It's been long overdue, and it's my great pleasure also to get to have your association. The first time I met Anutama, he came to the temple in Ottawa, and I felt like we instantly clicked because we had a common goal, which was to serve Srila Prabhupada by Sankirtan. And then I found out that Anutama was a, a book collector. He liked all the, all the rare finds that we had at Ottawa, some of our older older books, and we're glad we're glad you're here, Prabhu. So, first of all, I guess I just wanted to start to see how did you come to Krishna consciousness? Maybe you could give us more of the details. What inspired you, and really the life story of coming into spiritual life? Yeah, thank you for again having me, Mandalaram Prabhu. So. In Krishna consciousness, my path and journey, um, I grew up uh, in a very agnostic household and uh, I wasn't uh, exposed to any uh, spirituality uh, growing up. And when I was in university at the University of British Columbia in, in Kelowna, I was just searching for something deeper in life. Um, I was, uh, you know, partying and going to nightclubs and, um, you know, just enjoying, you know, what, whatever young people do out in the West. And, um, I realized that, you know, I just want to find true happiness. Uh, and, you know, I see, you know, children across the world who may not be as, uh, well to do or happy and living a simple life. So I thought, you know, that's my pursuit is the pursuit of happiness. And um, uh, at my university, there were clubs and they were mostly uh, Christian denomination clubs. So I joined a club there and I really saw a good positive alternative to the regular life of uh, the late teens or early 20s. Uh, person in Canada, so I joined the club. I it was a Christian Bible club, study. yes. Christian club, yeah. So Bible study. Uh, it was a it was a non-denominational Protestant Christian club, and I would go and hang out on Friday evenings, the Wednesday evening Bible study, the Sunday uh, prayer service, and then from that club, I went actually started to go to a church outside of the university. Uh, where for their Sunday program, they would have at least 500 people who are all high school and university age students. And the only old person there is the pastor. So <laughs> the pastor was able to wow. convey his message, you know, uh, without the robes and everything, um, in a very, uh, 
contemporary way to mostly young people. It was just a young young person's program, and the program for the elders and other public was held at uh, other times. So I was just searching as to who's. Uh, and my pastor mentioned there's three questions: Who's God? Who am I? And what's my calling? And you have to always ask these three questions. So one time I had an engineering project. I had to get some copper wire. I I had I didn't have a smartphone at that time, so I went to this intersection in Kelowna trying to find the copper wire at the store. I couldn't find the store at the intersection, so I walked into a used bookstore in hopes to ask the person at the bookstore, "Where's this copper uh, wire, you know, store, electronic store?" Uh, as I walked into a used bookstore, there was no person there. Uh, maybe they might have stepped away. Uh, for a little bit or a lunch break or whatnot. So I thought, okay, uh, maybe I should just check out some books. And, you know, if I, if I buy a book from a used bookstore and then ask him a question about some directions, then maybe it'll look better. So I went to the yoga and spirituality section uh, and I saw a lot of texts there. I saw, I wanted something that's more deep. So something scripture based. So I looked, I saw Bhagavad Gita and I've heard of the Gita, but I wasn't really interested in the Bhagavad Gita. And, and I guess before, like you, did you grow up in like a Indian bodied household or? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in what you would call is, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a typical, you know, uh, I mean, in the modern terms is, uh, you know, Vedic culture, cultural household. My, actually my great grandfather is a sannyasi which is a monk of the renounced order in the shankara mat so the impersonal <laughs> tradition so uh but i was never really attracted to impersonalism because you know the uh the impersonal brahman is real and the world is false that's there you know and it's only through knowledge you can attain liberation and for me that was not very practical nor very tangible so I was never really attracted to that type of philosophy. Uh, I liked the personalism a lot, and um, and that's why I was uh, that's why I lo- that's one thing I liked about Christianity. And I believe even Bhaktivinoda Thakur also liked about Christianity because he admired the uh, devotion of of Christians. So um, so as as um, uh, as a seeker, I would say a spiritual seeker, um, I wanted to seek something that was all encompassing, talked about the absolute truth, and um, it was, uh, you know, universal and logical because I was from an engineering background. So I wanted whatever practices have to make sense. You know, I was not a big subscriber of blind belief. So when I came across Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Part 1, at uh, the used bookstore, I opened it up. I saw some Sanskrit text. It said, you know, AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, never heard of him. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's five bucks. And it seems like it's some sort of a scripture. So let me purchase it. So I purchased it and, um, and uh, I asked the, uh, the, the bookstore owner where this copper wire store is, because that's the reason why I was out there. And off I went my, my, my merry way. And I also had a copy of the Bible. So I was out uh, working in the upstream oil and gas industry in Canada. And I decided to, um, uh, you know, read the Bible after I come from work. Uh, and this is in the middle of nowhere. And on the border of uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan uh, in a town called White Minister. So I read the Bible from uh, Genesis to Revelation, and then I want to read the Bhagavatam Canto 1. So I started to read the Canto 1. I really was attracted to the Bhaktivedanta purports, and it answered those three questions is, who am I, who's God, and what's my calling? Which is, you know, who's God, Krishna, who am I? I'm the individual spirit soul. And my calling is to render a loving devotional service. And it answered those questions and, and then some more. So that's when I really began my bhakti journey is just through exposure with a book uh, and no devotees, no kirtan, no prashadam. It was just a book. There were no devotees in Kelowna at that time, uh, nor in Lloydminster. So it was uh, 
it was a theoretical experience for me. Wow, that's that's amazing to to hear that. Just I I always wondered this is when I'm distributing those first cantos of the Bhagavatam is what are people going to take from it? Because it's just a little like a little teaser of what the Bhagavatam has to offer. And I don't know if people will take anything from it or not, but it seems like after you read it, it really cleared maybe some doubts or just confirmed those, those spiritual truths of who is God, who am I, and what's my purpose? What's my calling? And it seems like the Bhagavatam really identifies everything from yeah who am I what is God what is this world uh, why am I suffering and the ultimate goal is absolutely and uh, I think even more than just the Bhagavatam verses at the time I was really attracted to the Bhaktivedanta purports because they added more nectar to the verse because it expanded upon the verse a little more um such as you know using uh you know material things we have for uh self-preservation as opposed to self-glorification mm-hmm. and Srila Prabhupada puts it in very practical terms and I was like yeah that's kind of the direction I need to go in and um and even learning about the the devotional principles and regulations it was through the four legs of dharma and i found that to be very logical and i said yes this is what i want to follow so that really the purports really inspired me to you know first accept uh, uh spiritual authority from Srila Prabhupada and also to follow and see for myself whether this works yeah because when I, I first started reading the Bhagavatam it's I, I wasn't an avid reader I wasn't a student philosophy or, or scripture in general I just got the recommendation from somehow associated with devotees that if you read the Bhagavatam in five years or if you read eight pages of the Bhagavatam you can finish it in five years so I started trying to chip away at that but it didn't I wasn't reading it in a systematic way where I could understand the storyline but even though just from that approach it was able to chip away at my misconceptions and and clarify uh, so many doubts within me so it also I guess what was the thing that inspired you about the Bhagavatam the most from from reading it that first time and Afterwards, uh, I guess, how did you come in contact with the full set of the Bhagavatam? Did you start associating with devotees and understand that there is more to this book than just this one little first canto part one that you found, or how did that how did that happen? So I would uh, I would read this on the way to my um, uh, university in the bus. I would read the Bhagavatam during lunch breaks. I would read the Bhagavatam canto one, and after finishing it, I loved it so much that. I wanted to find, you know, part two and if there's a third part. So I went back to the same bookstore and I found part three. So I purchased part three and I read part three after. And then after part three, I wanted to get part two. So I had to get it off Amazon and I got part two. And then one day I was just sleeping and I had a, you know, revelation while I was sleeping that there's another used bookstore in Kelowna and I should check it out because, you know, I have a feeling I'll find the next part there. So I went to this new bookstore, got into the bus, walked from the bus stop to the new bookstore and I went into the, uh, you know, corner, which is the mystical uh, spirituality uh, mysticism section and there it was uh, Canto 2 part 1 wow. <laughs> and that was the only text that was, there was an old uh, 1972 Bhagavad Gita and, and again at that time I was not at all interested in Bhagavad Gita I was just like oh, I like Bhagavatam so I found that part 2 um, Canto 2 part 1 and what attracted me was Bhagavatam is philosophy and stories combined so it's a little bit easier to digest and it goes a little bit deeper into uh, devotion. So I really appreciated that about the Bhagavatam. And after I had graduated from university, I mean, that's all I had was uh, these books. And I was actually passing through Calgary 
And the temple was, uh, the, the, the deities, the curtains were closed because I'd come in in the afternoon and I wasn't staying there for Sunday program, but I saw on the bookshelf Bhagavad Gita as it is. And it looked very attractive. And I said, okay, sure. I'd, I'd give a donation in the honor system on the box. And I, that's how I got my first Bhagavad Gita was, you know, there was no real devotees there. It was just a shelf with books on it. And that's so potent because that's how I got my Bhagavad Gita that I currently read. And um, I had moved to Vancouver, which is on the west coast of Canada. And I'd gone to the, started going to the temple mainly for philosophical classes. And I would live, you know, an hour, hour and a half away from the temple. And I was only interested in philosophy. So when it time, when it, when the time came from Prashadam and Kirtan, I would leave the temple, <laughs> which is the opposite of, I, I believe, what many devotees, uh, when, they, when they came, it's like, okay, for them it's Prashadam or the Kirtan. But for me, it was, it was the philosophy. And when it was time for Prashadam and Kirtan, I would leave because it's like, I have to go back. And, you know, I was more into the philosophy because that's what, that's what really, makes me want to surrender to a path is to know what what's the philosophy. So mm-hmm. um, after Vancouver, I had moved to Calgary. And that's when um, uh, there were full sets of Bhagavatams uh, there and available. Then I was like, okay, I should probably get one. Uh, as my, my stay in Calgary, uh, when we moved to Calgary, was more permanent than it was in Vancouver. So I decided to get a full uh, set of Bhagavatams. And I started to read it and i did get a little bit astray in terms of reading the gita and then i stopped reading the bhagavatam but then in 2020 i started to do the 10 verses of bhagavatam every day and i went through five cantos you know in 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 a very short amount of time so i really liked uh vaisheshika prabhu's um uh, uh, goals and direction as to reading the Bhagavatam daily. So I kept 10 verses a day. And that really helped me really understand and appreciate the Bhagavatam more and more. I find it's a beautiful way to approach any big task. I, th- I think I've mentioned this before, but I remember seeing the Bhagavatam as a as a child and it was just so intimidating. But as soon as I heard that, that systematic approach of, of you know, a certain amount of pages every day and you can conquer over it easily, that yeah it became more more accessible to me as well as this this how you kind of came into it so interesting that you were inclined more to the philosophy i find like kirtan uh it kind of stirs up the sentiments in the heart when you can get in touch with the holy name is extremely potent as well as prashadam it just does something internally but what philosophy does is it convinces the intelligence to take up to the path. And usually, you know, if someone has in too much in the mind, in the, in the thought process, that, that's why we have such deep canon of literature to, to really convince every point, every confusion, make sure that all the bases are checked so that one can fully surrender through the process of cultivating knowledge as well uh, but it also needs that tinge of bhakti and the Bhagavatam delivers that in almost every single chapter uh, it, it really emphasized on that that bhakti process um, so well after you got your Bhagavatam set what, what really got you into the Sankirtan aspect of of Krishna consciousness, how, how did you become attracted to the process of Sankirtan? I know you're, you're, you went through the process of going through the zonal supervisor leadership course and, and so on to, were you just inclined to understand the bigger picture of how we can spread Krishna consciousness or what was your first experiences in Sankirtan? So my first experience in Sankirtan was actually uh, experiencing a program myself. So uh, while I was still reading the Bhagavatam and I was still in Kelowna, I did have the initial meeting with devotees, with Prabhupada disciples. And uh, they had come from the Sharanagati farm and they held a program and they, uh, one of the devotees was uh, uh, sharing about the wisdom in the Bhagavad Gita. And I really liked that presentation and when i was in calgary i was given the service of serving in the bookshop in the temple 
So I found that to be very non-intimidating because, you know, the people come to the temple anyway. And then I realized that I am benefiting uh, so much with this knowledge in the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam that why don't I share it with others? Because it has really, really changed my life and I've had a positive transformation to my life. So I realized that as Vaishnavas, um, you know, Vaishnava prayers, we're supposed to be compassionate to all the fallen conditioned souls. And I realized that, you know, the people out here um, in society in Calgary, when I was uh, living, I decided to just kind of take books, go out there and meet people and share this wonderful wisdom, which is Krishna consciousness. And uh, it gave me more and more uh, confidence and strength over time. And I was able to interact with so many people who were very, very inclined towards um, spirituality that goes a little bit deeper into wisdom. And uh, that's how I got into it was initially from serving at the bookstore, at the temple, then to going outside and meeting people and sharing Krishna consciousness. Very nice. I, I find like devotees who are naturally inclined to the philosophy or reading the books it translates into them wanting to give knowledge because they see how yes. much benefit they get from 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 Srila Prabhupada's purports and the, the the process of reading also. So it's it's a glorious service that that really anyone could, could take up to and uh, you in that experience you were just really sharing Bhagavad Gita, all the smaller books, so on and so forth. Did did you ever get into like distribution of Bhagavatam after reading it? Uh, yes. So uh, I would uh, I would conduct a, 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 a program in a, my local community center, uh, which was uh, the initiative had started from another devotee uh, called Kirtan Lounge. And we held it in a community center and yoga studios. And we would distribute mostly small books. The biggest book would be Bhagavad Gita. And we would do the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1, Part 1. And as a result of some cultivation, I would have people who are from, you know, non-Vedic backgrounds uh, gain the association of uh, the devotees and the prasadam and the wisdom. And eventually, when it came to one of the Bhatra campaigns, they ended up taking a full set of Srimad Bhagavatams, which is uh, quite remarkable considering that, you know, they're not really exposed to any sort of wisdom growing up. And, you know, the one gentleman was, you know, he's half Canadian, half Aboriginal, uh, indigenous to Canada. And he's 50 years old. And we typically don't think of, you know, older people as being so ripe, but he ended up taking a full set of Srimad Bhagavatams. And, and similarly, another lady, you know, she's, uh, uh, you know, a mom of four kids, doesn't have time to come to the temple, but really appreciated, uh, Vedic cosmology, the universe, um, and really appreciated the fact that the Bhagavatam and Krishna consciousness was the original, you know, spiritual culture of the world. And she ended up, she's uh, actually from Ukrainian background, and she ended up taking a full set of uh, Srimad Bhagavatams as well. So there has been success to uh, distributing Srimad Bhagavatams to uh, people of all different kinds of backgrounds, as long as the, the cultivation and care is there. And I think I heard that formula of contact, cultivation, and care. If you have a three-pronged approach towards your bhakti outreach, you have a really holistic program. Wow, that, that's that's beautiful. I, I see. <clears throat> There's devotees all over the world promoting the Bhagavatam, and one of the great outlets is this this Wisdom of the Sages podcast, where I've met mm, probably like five plus devotees just in our small city of Ottawa that that have came to the temple in contact of devotees <clears throat> by hearing the systematic approach. Mm -hmm. of going through the Bhagavatam, uh, giving the wisdom to them in a way that they can digest, understand, and so on. So it, I feel like there's no better gift than one can give someone than 
the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, and I, I completely have full faith that when one brings the Bhagavatam into their house, it completely changes the atmosphere of the house. It's like a uh, almost like a vortex that just brings people it, into it. Absolutely, it does change the vibration, and that's one of the you know part of the presentation of the Srimad Bhagavatam is the Bhagavatam is you know Krishna in its full form with the first two cantos being his lotus feet and the next two cantos being his thighs and so forth up to the 10th canto being his you know lotus face and 11th canto being his forehead and the 12th canto being the his crown so when you take bhagavatam you have krishna there and uh, it changes the vibration of the home and other other visitors to your home can perceive that there's a you know there's a different vibration there you feel a lot calmer um, and I've had many visitors to my home who have said that, you know, the, we feel like there's a different vibration here. And that's the potency of the Bhagavatam. It's, it's Krishna in the form of words. And it's really important to have the Bhagavatam in a prominent place in our homes and meditate in front of it and worship it by reading it. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I've noticed those who give their attention to the Bhagavatam, they become very advanced in spiritual life. And just like you were saying earlier, how you, you were attracted through the stories of the Bhagavatam, even before the Bhagavad Gita, actually, that uh, I've noticed by reading those stories and hearing the deeper meanings to them, how it all connects the dots and so forth, that the the Bhagavatam clears all doubts where, where it shows the the mental hang-ups of the living entities and how to how these great souls overcome overcome those 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 difficulties and i guess i, I would like to also know how we see Bhadra the Bhadra campaign is coming to an end and you're the kind of zonal supervisor within Canada, you've seen what's going on in Toronto, what's going on in Ottawa, what's going on in BC, what's going on all across Canada. Right. What, what are some, maybe you could share some of the good things that are going on uh, that you've seen different devotees do for innovations, how to spread the Srimad Bhagavatam, and then also some things that you think we could add to our repertoire and this could be applied to canada mm -hmm. or anywhere in the world ultimately right uh canada so um for uh, uh those who are not familiar is you know the second largest country by land area in the whole world and uh, many people are familiar with toronto because it's a famous world-class city but you know we have our two three coasts actually and we have centers from vancouver island all the way to halifax nova scotia spanning five time zones and uh, we are very sparsely populated and uh, we have been uh, getting more and more interest as the years have gone by for the Patrick campaign to have more and more centers participate uh, whether that be actually doing uh, home Bhagavatam installation ceremonies, uh, having guest speakers who come to our various temples to glorify the Bhagavatam during class and having the book table right behind so that people immediately take them. That's commonly seen in uh, Toronto. Um, in Vancouver, they did a, uh, last year they did a fire sacrifice with the Bhagavatam. They were able to distribute a lot of Bhagavatams that way. Um, in Calgary, they've started uh, uh, glorifying the Bhagavatam by having regular attendance on Saturdays for the Bhagavatam and they're having 30 people come. So the Bhagavatam is being glorified. People take Bhagavatams. Um, so there's a lot of initiatives that are taking place across the country where through cultivation and through uh, glorification of the Bhagavatam, uh, people are uh, being more and more exposed to the importance of it and incorporating it into their daily lives. And each of our 
cities that we have in Canada are very different. Our centers are different, temples are different. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's just like the army uh, of uh, the servants of Lord Ram who are taking the boulders onto the ocean and the squirrel is, you know, putting some sand into the ocean. So each center across uh, this country, they're doing their part in terms of uh, sharing the Bhagavatam and with Vaisheshika Prabhu's uh, uh, instruction where have a have goals because goals are potent and uh, having something more than zero but not less than one. And that makes it very less, you know, intimidating because Canada has a few large cities like uh, Toronto and uh, Montreal and uh, uh, Vancouver, and then you have a lot of medium-sized cities and a lot of small cities. So for those centers, it seems very non-intimidating. Okay, a Saskatoon, you know, have a goal of one, and okay, they did one one uh, set, and then the next year they did two sets. So it's it's really amazing to see that you keep some small goal and you're able to uh, build upon that. And another significant thing uh, that people may not be aware of is uh, we have a significant population that uh, speaks French. So we are a bilingual country. So having uh, Bhagavatams in French is also really important. And this year we've been able to uh, get some of access to that, as well as Canada also has uh, uh, the largest uh, Ukrainian population outside of Ukraine, wow. uh, one of the largest in the world. So a lot of Russian Bhagavatams are also um, yeah, are also going to be very big here for us, and it's great that the BBT has the Russian Bhagavatams. We just ordered, I think, uh, a few ba Russian Bhagavatam sets that just got delivered to the temple last last week, so we're all stocked up. And uh, I, also, just a little shout out for those who may not know that they just did a new, I think. Uh, presentation of the Bhagavatam or they've uh, made them all hardbound books so they don't have that paper flap anymore so you yep. don't have to wreck the paper flaps when coming out and they have this beautiful new layout layout to them which uh, is extremely attractive so I'm going to buy one just for the just for the new layout for my house. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way about the, uh, the I believe the Mandarin Bhagavad Gita it uh, it looks really nice, and I was like, oh, I wish I could learn Mandarin so that I can read Bhagavad Gita because I like the layout and it has a CD in the pack, so I really like that. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get us some of those those Mandarin uh, Bhagavatam sets here in Ottawa. We have a, a great Asian population as well, and I guess you know those are all wonderful things for what we're what we're doing here in Canada. Is there anything that you've seen? globally that that maybe we're we're falling short of or that we could implement within some of our other communities here in canada yes yeah, so uh globally what i see is uh there's a lot of um, uh, emphasis on having the center center around sankirtan and uh instead of sankirtan being something that's another department of the temple Having some, having that to be the main uh, goal and main mission and vision of the center, I think will really help uh, us to go really ahead. Uh, I would like Canada to do, uh, you know, 500 sets of Srimad Bhagavatams as a as a goal in the near future. And maybe how many did we do last year? And do you we, know the projections did, this year? Yeah, we did 422 last okay, year. Okay, nice. Yeah. So. If we get to the 500 mark, it'll be nice. Um, due to the pandemic, many devotees have been distributing books now this year than compared to the last two years. And a lot of the books from what I've been seeing, because I've been traveling quite across the country. In fact, it's probably easier to name the places I haven't been to in across Canada than the places I've been to. Uh, what I see is that because of the summer festivals and being out there, there's a lot of interest in the small, medium, large books. And a lot of those have been going out. Um, but if you want to really be uh, uh, having all centers participate, I think that's something that would be wonderful. And the eventual goal of having a thousand 
Srimad Bhagavatam sets in uh, campaign would be a really great offering to Srila Prabhupada from the Canadian Sankirtan Yatra. Sometimes, like uh, when it comes to, I, I have at the at the Ottawa Temple, we have the Govindas that goes on. So right on our right within the Govindas, we have a glass display of you know some gifts and different items. But on the top, we have the Srimad Bhagavatam there, and all the time people come up, wow, what is that? Uh, and then when it comes to the 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 question, oh, how much is it? You know, sometimes I'm I'm a little like hesitant to say you know ah, it's 300 mm-hmm. plus only 300 plus but you know what what should we do with that in, in presenting say the price tag on it because sometimes that can be a little scary for 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 someone to to bite the bullet when it comes to that right yeah that's a good question um the way i would approach it is approach it as an investment you invest in your spiritual life and we see Many people are willing to go on yoga retreats. They're willing to go on vacations. They're willing to go spend money on uh, just get, going away to the cottage. But why not for once in your life, just invest in having some spiritual wisdom, uh, not only for yourself, but for your whole household and for all your friends who will be visiting your household to share with. Um, consider that to be an investment, number one. Number two is even if you're not able to pay everything up front, you can pay in installments. And that's been, at, you know, Toronto has been doing that, you know, uh, installments you can pay and donate that way. A third way I can also say is due to inflation, we see the price of gas going up. And by the time you fill up your SUV three times, you would have probably paid for your Bhagavatam set. Uh, the only difference is if you, if you, uh, uh, you know, pay for gas, it'll take you to somewhere in the material world. But if you get a Srimad Bhagavatam, you'll go to the <laughs> highest spiritual planet, Goloka Vrindavan. So that's the guarantee in the 12th canto. So uh, it's all about priorities. It's all about, you know, um, uh, uh, showcasing the importance of it and considering it to be an investment in your own life that will really benefit you. And the, when explaining it in that way, um, you can have uh, people just uh, come and appreciate the Bhagavatam. And recently, I can share you a story from our uh, global uh, Sankirtan calls. Is uh, uh, one gentleman had approached the devotees, and he was give, willing to give a donation, but much, much less than what the devotees were asking for, and. Out of compassion and out of the sense of giving, the devotees were said, okay, you can take the Bhagavatam for that low domain donation amount. So the person was shocked and, and then took the set and went away. And then after a little while, that same person came back and said, okay, I see the value of what you've given me. Here's, I've taken all the money I have and here you go. So that's the example of uh, you know, Lord Chaitanya's uh, potency when you're out on Sankirtan. Uh, I think Vaisheshika Prabhu calls it the penny principle, which was in Montreal in his, uh, uh, our family business book, where, uh, if they can't give anything big, or at least give a penny. And sometimes they may feel a, re- a bit remorseful. Uh, and then they may, they may give a little more. Um, and we see this magic always happen on, on Sankirtan. Uh, when you're out on Sankirtan, uh, a, there's a person who's legitimately interested in uh, a, a big book and, you know, they may not have all the donation for it, uh, but they give it out of their heart and we, we're just givers. So we must give it to them. And at the same time, we meet another person who may be interested in a smaller book, but they give a big donation. They're like, no, keep it. So that's just Lord Chaitanya's magic whenever you go in Sankirtan. And the benefits of Sankirtan is having a high spiritual practice and learning how to see the super soul in others and keeping a high spiritual practice despite the distractions that are that exist in the Western world. I really like that point. Of, it, it's an investment in your spiritual life. I think that's uh, anyone who hears that, they can completely relate to it and most people who are naturally intrigued to it, they'll want to invest, uh, invest in it. It's really not, not so much 300 plus, uh, if they can do it in installments, it's, it's a great, it's the greatest investment ultimately. And, and, and in terms of the incentives, you can also say, 
here's a Bhagwatam, but it's not that we're going to leave you alone with it. We can come to your home and do like an installation ceremony where we where we worship the Bhagwatam with incense and key lamp and so forth, flowers. And then we can read the preface together and get everybody to uh, in the household to just sit down and we'll have some kirtan, you know, leave them in a good impression and let them know that if your center offers a Bhagavatam class, either on a weekly basis or a daily basis, say that you can come to our free Bhagavatam class with your Bhagavatam so that they can establish a relationship with the Bhagavatam. And I think that's something that I've been promoting wherever I've been traveling on, uh, on uh, my zonal duty officer service is one is to have a sharing bhakti seminar on, on Sankirtan sharing, as well as establishing a relationship with the physical book. Just like we go to the temple and have divine viewing of the deities, uh, darshan. Uh, similarly, uh, you know, we can surely read uh, the Gita on our phones, but we can look at all other things on our phones as well that are not related to spirituality. But I know when I open a Gita, I am reading the message of Lord Krishna. So similarly, having a physical book considered to be like a book deity, just like we have deities installed in a temple, we should consider this as deities. The Srimad Bhagavatam is a deity. So therefore, having a physical book with you has a lot of potency. Yeah, you get that visceral experience of reading it. And I guess one last question I have, just just because sometimes you have the argument is when devotees go down Sanctaran, I'm always thinking, bring the Bhagavatam. There's nothing more attractive than any book in the whole world than setting up the Srimad Bhagavatam there. But, you know, it's a lot of work. you got to lug it around. you got to take right. it out. You might not have a big enough table to set it up. Uh, you know, is the Bhagavatam just meant to just, you know, keep in the temple, have it on display for those who come there? Or, you know, should we also bring it out, out, out to, to show to people? And will people even take it if we do? Anything you can comment about that? Yes, so it has been uh, seen from uh, devotees uh, just south of us in uh, uh, in the United States with uh, Team Iskand Silicon Valley that they started to take out the Srimad Bhagavatam onto the streets and have it on display. And I would approach it as uh, having a Bhagavatam there as well as having that Canto 1 Part 1 there. So a person who has Bhagavad Gita may not be interested in or into the Bhagavatam yet, give them a Canto 1 Part 1. Because the couple of Bhagavatams that I've distributed have been through, uh, to Westerners, has been through distributing that Canto 1 Part 1 first. Once they read it, they get a little taste. And I tell them, this is like a trailer to the whole movie. So once they get a little taste for what the Bhagavatam is all about, they automatically come back to me saying that I want the whole set. So having the Bhagavatam there, just maybe one set displayed along with the, the Canto 1 option with the other small books is good to have um, when, you're, when you're going out there. And you can just see you know, what happens in terms of um, the generating interest amongst the society in large. And it's, uh, it, the presentation can you know, you know, not only just be about bhakti yoga, but it can also be about seeing, you know, spirituality in nature from the 11th canto with the 12 and 24 gurus. It can also be about the universe and the different planets in the fifth canto. It can also be about rendering devotional service and how to do that in the first canto. So there's a lot of different topics, how to go through adversity and, and uh, difficulties in life. So the Bhagavatam has different, different topical um, uh, points uh, for people to help them at, uh, in, in society. So having the Bhagavatam there, I mean, you can never go wrong with it. And especially if you have uh, just one set and maybe you can take orders so that people can just get an idea because I know the Bhagavatam can be quite heavy. I've also so, seen in Toronto this past year at Rathyatra, they had these this beautiful display of the Bhagavatam, but it was made out of cardboard or some uh, some type of like hollowed book material. Yeah. And I'm not sure where we get that or if Toronto just has, you know, made I it I think themselves. they have a creative, this is the creativity. Maybe if you have a creative person within your community, engage them in presenting the Bhagavatam in a very creative way. And it's all about 
you know, the the presentation, the way we present Krishna consciousness, say in uh, uh, you know in the East, is a little more traditional, whereas in the West, it's a more contemporary. So we must adjust our presentation according to where we are at, and having a nice display of the Bhagavatam uh, really attracts people. Having a nice book table, putting a nice tablecloth, having a nice book stand. All of this goes a long way in terms of presenting Krishna consciousness. And I think every center across not only Canada, but across the world should have nice banners, nice tablecloths, nice tents, you know, invest. You have to invest in these things. And then when you have an attractive presentation, you have the books, you have the enthusiastic devotees to distribute the books. I think that's a recipe for success. Maybe within this, the, for this podcast, uh, we'll attach the link to. I know that I think the the devotees just made this new template of a full set that people can purchase now of of banners, of tablecloths, of tents, where it all has you know ISKCON logo on it, books, uh, meditation, yoga, and it looks very attractive for for anyone walking across. It doesn't look like some some shanty you know, set up with one of those plastic book tables with no cloth on it. No cloth on it. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a, to me, is a no-go. You have to make it attractive. I even, and it doesn't have to be too expensive. I literally, for for a small book table, I went to uh, a store near consignment store and I got a nice-looking cloth, put it on it, got a, a nice book stand so that when, when people are walking past the book table, they see the books facing them as opposed mm-hmm. to books uh, yeah. uh, facing down. They can't see it. So having all these little small things, uh, making sure there's adequate shade uh, with the tents, then that makes it a very attractive uh, place for people to stop and check out what's going on. Yeah, and it opens up service opportunities for the devotees to jump on board, whether they just want to set up the tents, if they're even scared, you know, to do book distribution itself, they can carry, you know, it opens up the service opportunities for all the Multiple service, so that one can, even a person who can bake cookies for distribution at the book table, setting up the book table or distribution of uh, uh, a prashadam there, or distributing, you know, cards to your events. And it's always good to have a, a hook as well. You know, check out our Rathiatra festival or check out our our, our eco village. Uh, check out check out our Bhakti Yoga Center and or check out our Govinda's restaurant. You know, it's just something to get people interested in and we also have the wisdom. And if you have some kirtan going on in the background, people might be like, Oh, what's this kirtan about? And then you know, off you're off to the races when, in terms of explaining things and explaining the wisdom there. So having an attractive presentation, especially for the modern day, is really, really important. It makes it a lot less intimidating for devotees to come out when everyone goes in a group. Uh, because I've done distribution where it's just me and another devotee standing on a street corner <laughs> in Calgary. And, you know, we distribute a few books, but that may not be the, you know, MO for many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having the book table and having some uh, team spirit, have everybody there, uh, you know, uh, have a good diversity amongst uh, the people and uh, you'll definitely get uh, uh, a lot of um, people interested. And you'll be surprised to know how many people are interested in the community that you reside in who are searching for this knowledge. Absolutely. Thank you, Prabhu. It's, it's so nice to get a, a deep perspective to the global affairs within the Sankirtan movement and, and especially just within Canada that I can have a broader perspective of how devotees are approaching distribution of Srila Prabhupada's books, the Srimad Bhagavatam especially, which we knew was the most dear to Srila Prabhupada. And I guess on that note, we're kind of coming close close to the end of the, the hour here. Is there is there anything else that you'd maybe like to share with the devotees to leave some some nuggets of wisdom and to to help motivate us to, to spread the Srimad Bhagavatam, especially now that we're at the end of the Bhajra campaign. Yes, uh, and it's been great uh, uh, chatting with you, Mandal Ram. So my, my takeaway would be uh, no matter where you are or what you're doing, always, always have uh, 
this uh, have goals and have just enthusiasm to share the wisdom with others. Um, our scores and whatever results we may have are not in our hands, but we just have to go out and be present for society as instruments of Lord Chaitanya. And whether you know we do a lot of Bhagavatams, we do a lot of small books, uh, big books, medium books, as long as we keep our activities going, we can stay away from um, the material energy. And I really liked uh, um, uh, a funny comment mentioned by His Holiness Jayapataka Maharaj, who mentioned that if you have a Bhagavatam in your home, then the Yamadutas will not come into the home. So we should give the Yamadutas uh, a vacation by distributing more and more Srimad Bhagavatams. <laughs> and the more, more and more Srimad Bhagavatams we have, we give the vacation to the Yamadutas. So let's give the Yamadutas some vacation time. Jai, and I guess that means it'll put the Vishnu Dutas uh, on high demand. For... On high demand, yes. yes. <laughs> That's wonderful, Prabhu. Well, unlimited thanks for you coming out and giving us some insight and some encouragement in distributing the Srimad Bhagavatam. Tom, it's so enlightening to, to hear from you, and I'm I'm praying that we'll be able to get your personal association here in Ottawa to inspire the, the devotees in-house to to just dive into the Bhagavatam uh, themselves, and then naturally we'll want to go out and, and share the Bhagavatam with all, all who we meet. So my unlimited respects to you, Prabhu. Thank you again for taking the time to come and share whatever you've heard from the other devotees on practices of Sankirtan and glorifying the Bhagavatam. Thank you so much for having me and my obeisances unto you and to all the devotees around the world for sharing the message yeah. of Lord Chaitanya. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai! Haribo! Haribo! Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.